0: Hello, welcome to the Highland Church Podcast. Well, hello, Pastor Laura. Hello,
1: pastor Nathan.
0: <laughs> pastor Laura is our children's pastor, for those of you who don't know her. And uh, whenever there's a fifth Sunday of the month, we do a tag team preaching. We do an all-church service, so our kids come in and they get to be a part of but they also get to minister at our church. And that's something I love that you lead our kids in, not Uh just participating, but serving and giving of themselves. Um, But it's also a day that we just kind of have some fun as we preach the message.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So much fun.
0: (laughs) So today we are going to start out uh, with a little race. Um, So we need two kids to help us out. Uh, Pastor Laura, will you pick our kids?
1: Ooh, okay, let's go ahead and uh, let's have Elias come on up and uh, and Cammie come on up.
0: All right, come on down. So here's the way this race is going to work. You can go over here. Here's your starting line, this blue line. This blue line is the halfway line. And this blue line over here is the finish line. But this race is a little different. You start out in an Ikea bag. Ikea bags are great for a lot of things, but not real good for racing in, which I think you'll find out. Once you get to this point, you can step out of your Ikea bag and run to the finish line. So Pastor Laura will be with you at the start line. I will be at the end. Go ahead and step into your bags. There's a reason for this, I promise. (laughs)
1: Not just fun, which is a fine reason, Fun too. is a great reason, All right. but, you know. You're in there? You're in there? So, however
0: you want to move to get to the halfway line in that bag, you do it. Uh, on your mark, get set. Go, 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 go. We got hopping. You got it. You're we doing got great. We got hopping. You're doing go, great. Go. Come on, You're come on. Once awesome. you get there, step okay. out of your bag. Go 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 go. Go, bag. go, 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 go. Oh, she carried with her the bag to the finish line. Good going. Way to go. Give it up for them as they take their seats.
1: You guys can head back to your seats. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Okay, so our big idea today is when you step into Jesus, you find freedom. These kids, as they were starting out, they were trying to go the fastest they could, but they had limitations on their life. They had limitations around their legs, and they weren't able to move at the speed. When they stepped out, it was like a tenth of the time for them to get across the line. And as we spend our lives so many times, and I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I know I have, it just feels like you're stuck, Like those dreams you have where you're running as fast as you can, but it's like slow motion and you feel like you're in quicksand. That's what life can feel like sometimes. But what Jesus invites us to is a relationship with him that when we step into him, we find a freedom like we've never known. Like the the chains have fallen off and you have the ability to move and do things in a way you never had before. So we're going to look at the scriptures to to prepare our hearts, but also to use as a guideline and outline for us today. But Pastor Laura, you do something in Kids Rock that I'd love for you to do with us as we prepare our hearts.
1: Yeah, every week in Kids Rock, when we uh, read through our main scripture for the day, we stand to honor God's word and we say a prayer together to open our hearts to receive what he wants to say to us. So I want to, and then after the word is read, we applaud and cheer for God's word. So everybody, please stand up. Let's honor God's word by standing to our feet and then uh, repeat this prayer and these actions with me. Hands over your heart. Dear God.
0: Dear God.
1: I open my heart.
0: I open my heart.
1: To take you in.
0: To take you in. Amen. The oh, word, stay standing. Stay standing. Stay
1: standing. That wasn't the word of the Lord. That was just our prayer. <laughs> just the prayer. I love that you are excited to cheer. Ready though. to cheer. Here we go.
0: The word of the Lord, Romans eight, one through two. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives us life has set you free from the law of sin and death.
1: Amen. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You may be seated.
0: What a wonderful way to respect and honor and celebrate God's word. Sometimes we just read a scripture and that's it. But this is the living word of God breathed out by Him, and it changes our lives. So, our theme for 2023 has been freedom. From the very beginning until now, we've been talking about freedom. We've done a lot of series based around freedom, freedom in prayer, freedom in connection, freedom in our finances, freedom in the spirit. And so we thought, what better way to end 2023 than to look at the freedom that God has for us. But to remember, this isn't just the end of a year and now we're no longer free. This is to launch us into 2024 to live out this freedom. But what is freedom? Freedom means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Freedom can mean your debt is gone. If you've ever paid off your credit card or paid off your house or paid off your car, it's like, yes, there's such a freedom that comes with that. Freedom can also be when you get out of school for Christmas vacation, right? Isn't that a great feeling of freedom? or for parents when kids go back to school after there's a sense of freedom. But what we mean when we talk about freedom is a two-sided freedom. First of all, there's the freedom from the old stuff. The freedom from being stuck in the old ways, the things that hold you back, the Ikea bag of life, that you get to be free from that. But it's also a freedom to... A freedom to step into something more than you've known. A freedom to step into a life that's bigger than the life you've lived in the past. So when we say freedom, remember it's freedom from and freedom for. Freedom from the old and freedom for the future that God has for us.
1: So we're going to start off by looking at the fact that Jesus is the door to freedom. Jesus is the door to freedom. Last year I got the chance to go to Waco, Texas and I got to tour the castle that Chip and Joanna Gaines refinished and got to take a tour and it was awesome. <laughs> I'm sure we were i was outside the door with there were about 15 of us that were going to go on this particular tour and we were chomping at the bit to get inside and see what joanna had done and before we were allowed to go in though our tour guide made us pause outside and she drew our attention to the door that was on the entrance of this castle and I looked through all of my history, my pictures that I took. I looked through the internet and to find a picture that showed the grandiose magnitude of this door, and I failed. This was the best I could do, and I mean, it looks cool, but it is not communicating how Awesome, this door was. This door is 129 years old. It is 10 feet tall. Those are really big plants that are standing next to it. 10 feet tall and 400 pounds. This is not a hollow core door.
0: I mean, just look how low the handle is. That gives you a sense of how tall this door is. Yeah,
1: it's remarkable. And I got to be the one to use that hefty door knocker to say, let our tour enter. It was great. And then the inside did not disappoint. It was fabulous. But just as our tour guide had us stop and take note of this awesome door that we may have just breezed by before we went and looked at the inside, Pastor Nathan and I want to pause before we look at the interior awesomeness of the freedom God is leading us into. Let's pause and take a look at the door that lets us into freedom, Jesus Jesus is God the Son, and he willingly laid down his power and his glory to come to earth as a human, in order not to fulfill something of himself, but in order to help us, in order to rescue us from our sin. He came as a baby, which we all got to celebrate in this last week, and then he grew up living a perfect, sinless life showing people how to live for and how to love God. And then, by his own choice, in the ultimate act of love, he laid down his life as a sacrifice for us to take our punishment for sin. The punishment for sin is death, and so that we wouldn't have to pay it. Jesus paid it on our behalf when he died on the cross. And then... God resurrected him, and now he is our doorway into freedom when we believe in Jesus, God's son, who took the punishment for our sins on the cross. He is the door that lets us into the freedom God has planned for us. Romans 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Condemnation means guilt or punishment. Jesus is the turning point or the hinge—the hinge, like a door. Get it? Yes, He is.
0: You're you're not a dad. You can't make dad jokes like that. Well, that's true. We'll let that slide. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Uh, He is the hinge of all history, and through Jesus, finally. Humanity can be free of the guilt and punishment, the condemnation that our sin brings. We can receive freedom when we step through Jesus. And Jesus said it like this, John 10, 9, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus is the gate to our freedom and our salvation. In the house of freedom that God is calling us home to, you can't climb in a window or find a side entrance somehow. You come in through that front entrance, through the door of Jesus. And the fact that Jesus is the only door into this freedom is good news. The The fact that you can't find another way in is really good news because Jesus is the only door. It's not up to us to find our way to God. We can't finagle our way into freedom by being smarter or being kinder or by good behavior or by following the 27 life hack steps that we find on the internet. We can't find our way into freedom. We walk through Jesus to find that freedom. And when we try to do it on our own, it does not work. It causes exhaustion and more self-condemnation. Why can't I be perfect? Why can't I just hold it together? I just need to do this. And it adds more and more weight onto our shoulders But that's not a weight we are supposed to bear. Jesus is that heavy door who has borne the weight of our sin, our imperfection. The door to freedom is perfect, but it's not our perfection. Maybe you are exhausted because you have been trying to work your way into freedom. But Jesus is saying, come, take my burden upon you because it is light and easy. Because he is carrying the weight. You walk through him and find the freedom he has promised you. We step into Jesus, not through our own good behavior or trying to do everything right or say everything right or be perfect. We step through Jesus and we find freedom. And it isn't just this tiny space, this windowless space that we step into. When we step through Jesus, we step into an immense reality that has been there all along, this freedom that has been there that we just couldn't recognize yet.
0: Yeah, it's true. I mean, I when I was growing up as a kid, for whatever reason, I thought being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus meant more restriction in my life, more limitation. It was like you came from this big, wide open world and stuffed yourself inside this tiny, little restricted place. But what I've realized and what the Bible actually teaches us is that the Spirit makes our life bigger. When we step into Christ, it's like stepping out of a little dark prison room into the beautiful freedom of the wide open world. And if we can switch a mindset that is that coming to Christ is about what we can't do and instead coming to him is about what we are free for, it's an amazing thing. You talked about freedom from guilt and shame. And we'll talk more about that in the future here. But what we want to talk now is the freedom of the Spirit. The bigness of God. And that's what's so amazing about a relationship with Jesus. Is it widens our lives. And, and there are words about coming through the gate. Jesus is the only way. And walking the straight and narrow path. Because he has a path marked out that provides us a freedom. But it's almost like a clown car. Now, stick with me here. That tiny little car that 50 clowns can climb out of. You say, how is that possible? It's almost like Dr. Who fans, you know, it is bigger on the inside. You step into this thing and there is more there than you imagined. And when you live in the Spirit of God, when you live in that relationship with Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to be there, you will experience a fuller life, a more robust and whole and joyful and free life than you ever knew possible. That's what the Bible tells us. That's what life experience of millions and millions of those who have followed Jesus can attest to. The Holy Spirit is always there for us and always breathing his life into us. Uh, The Holy Spirit is just God's spirit. Just like you have a body, a mind, and a spirit, God has a body, mind, and spirit, and his spirit is what you feel now. A lot of people, when they come to Highland Church, I hear you tell me, when I walked in, I just felt something. I felt love. I felt home. I felt peace. What you're feeling is not just a bunch of really nice people. You're experiencing the Spirit of God touching you, loving you, protecting you, freeing you, welcoming you into His presence. We read the Holy Spirit is always there in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. It tells us this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the entire earth and that's what he does now. He is with every single person. The Holy Spirit never stops working on people. Those that don't know Jesus yet, who haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is saying, come on, I'm inviting you to meet this man who loves you, who died for you, who rose again, who wants to forgive you of everything you've done wrong, set you free from guilt and shame and condemnation. He is constantly inviting people to come to know Jesus. Once you accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. God himself lives inside of us. That is almost unbelievable. And I would have a hard time believing it if I didn't experience it myself. The Spirit of God living inside of us, that his love, his goodness, his strength is there to help us live life to the full. As we are talking about this, I want to read that verse we started with out of Romans, Romans 8, 2a, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free. It's almost like you're able to experience new colors or hear new sounds you've never heard before or taste new things you haven't tasted. It's like coming out of the twilight into full daylight. Our eyes work in an interesting way. As the light gets dimmer and dimmer, we stop seeing color. It's just the way our eyes work, so we can see better in the dark. Our eyes don't use color anymore. They use contrast, so we see black and white. And living before Jesus, living before encountering the Holy Spirit is like living in that dark space where all you see is black and white. And then as the light comes on, as the Spirit breathes into you, you see the richness of colors. I mean, if you've ever looked at an old TV and a new TV, you see the difference of colors. It is amazing how bright and saturated things can be now. And that's what living with the Spirit is like. At the beginning, we see the first time the Spirit makes contact with a human being. So God, after he created the world and spoke everything into existence and his spirits hovering over the face of the earth, he decides to get messy. He decides to play in the mud. God himself bends down and with his hands forms Adam, forms a man-shaped thing out of the mud and it just is laying there. And he's like, that's pretty good. I know what I'm doing, but it didn't move. It just laid there like a muddy statue until God breathed into Adam. He breathed the spirit, God's breath. That's the same word we read in the Bible for the spirit of God is the breath of God. Uh, Another term that's used is the ruach, which is how you say it in Hebrew, which just sounds like, like a wind blowing out. Can you imagine the breath? of God breathing into Adam, and he comes alive. I want to give you an example of that. How many of you have ever blown up a balloon before? Yeah. You ever get those stubborn balloons that are just like, you're blowing so hard, and like your cheeks are blowing out, and your ears, and you get that terrible pain in your jaw? Anyone else? Or is it just my weak mouth? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to blow up a balloon that is seven feet long. And I want you to start guessing, telling the people around you how many breaths you think it will take me to blow up this seven-foot-long balloon. (laughs) All right, so this balloon represents us before we come to Jesus. Floppy, flat, pitiful, fallen. Oh, very good, (laughs) Pastor Laura. That was not planned. That's just how good of a children's pastor you have at Highland. So, here we go. We will see how many breaths it takes to blow this up. Oh! Oh, Seven-foot balloon. And when the Spirit of God blows into us, that's what happens. He doesn't wait and slowly, barely work with us, and we never really get the full Spirit of God. As soon as you step into the door of Jesus, the Spirit of God blows and inflates your life. And through the rest of your life, He is working on you, allowing the old things to fall off, and life to be more full than it ever was before. The reason this works is because of Bernoulli's principle. What happens is you start breathing into it a little bit and all the air around that breath rushes alongside of it to fill the balloon with air. We think it's going to take way more effort and way more work to get God in us, but all it is is stepping into Christ. And God breathes that life and fills fills us up and inflates us. Now I know it doesn't always feel that way. I know sometimes you feel deflated as a follower of Jesus. We are not going to sit up here and tell you, all you got to do is accept Jesus and your life is just easy and fun and everyone thinks you're awesome and everyone's like, woo, look at them. No, sometimes it gets harder because inflated things take up more space. They push back things that used to be in the way. And as you are inflated with the goodness of God, as you experience what's bigger than you knew before, you're going to step into places you've never been before. And the secret here to live in freedom in that is to continue to remember how you got there. Not your own strength, not your own intelligence, not how good or perfect or smart you are, But the presence of the living God who knows you and loves you and invited you into a freedom that is greater than anything you've ever known. He fills us up with His goodness, with His grace, with His presence. And He doesn't just fill us so we feel good. There's a verse that I've read my whole life. I think I memorized it as a kid in a What was it, junior Bible quizzing? Maybe even peewee Bible quizzing. And then I memorized it as a teenager and then in college and then as an adult. Obviously, my memory's not so great, so I have to keep memorizing this verse. But I never understood it the way I have now until this year. John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you might have life And have it to the full. Now, I used to always think oh, yeah, you accept Jesus and you just get a full life. You get the good and the blessing and the joy and the peace and the salvation and the gifts of the Spirit and the presence of God and He opens doors for you and makes your way straight. There's truth in that, but it also means there's pain and you see the ugliness of the world in a way you never knew before because you understand the goodness of God. And so the darkness you see is even darker. Or sickness doesn't go away immediately when you pray for it, even though you have faith to believe it will. Or people around you make fun of you because you love Jesus, and you thought, I I thought I was supposed to have life to the full, and I have less connections and friends than I used to now that I'm living for Jesus. What the Holy Spirit blew into my life, revealed to me is that this life to the full, a full life, doesn't just mean the good parts are filled with God. It means even the bad parts are filled with God. That the brokenness and the hurt and the loss, he breathes into that and gives purpose to it. When you don't have Jesus, when you don't have the Spirit of God living in you, bad things are just bad and they stay bad. But when Jesus is there, He redeems the broken. He redeems the bad. He says he's close to the brokenhearted. He says he heals the sick. He says he walks with us through the valley of the shadow of death. That we don't have to do that. And so our life becomes full because not only are good things good, bad things are redeemed by him and can be used by God that we live life to the full. This makes our lives bigger than they were before. Not more flashy, but more full, more holy, more satisfying, more awe-inspiring when we slow down enough to examine them. So Jesus is the one who lets us into this life, that life that's fuller than we could have imagined. The Spirit is the one that inflates our life to live it out. But that's not all there is. That's kind of the freedom for what we get for. But what are we free from? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: When we step into Jesus, we get to live free from sin. Romans 8, 2b, to finish out our opening verse, says, to set you free from the law of sin and death. What a promise. When we step into Jesus, we find freedom. But when we look at all of life, all of the choices we have, one doorway can seem very narrow. It can seem exclusive and limiting. And Jesus knew this and he said as much in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Jesus said, You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. When we say yes to Jesus, it can seem like we are giving up. So much, saying no to so much. And the truth is, we are. But the truth is also that we are saying no to things that bring death. We are saying no to sin that seems like wide open fields that are full of expansive freedom. But That is because we can't see what sin is actually doing in our spirits when we sin. Have you ever seen an optical illusion? Yes, you have, because there is one right now. So, this is an optical illusion, and... um,
0: So, those horizontal lines, they're at angles, right?
1: They... Thank you for that lead in. I thought yesterday.
0: I'd set that up for you.
1: <laughs> they are actually all parallel with one another. There is That's not crazy. a diagonal horizontal line on that picture, which I still cannot yeah. understand. Nope. <laughs> all right, let's see. Our, our, this is our next optical illusion. So as you look <laughs> at this, there are black dots on there, right? <laughs> until you try to look at them and then they disappear. I can't do it, my (laughs) brain and eyeballs hurt. Move on, move on. (laughs) Next one. Okay. So here, look at our two lines and which line is longer, the top one or the bottom one? And And the answer is they are the same length, but they do not look that way, right? In all of these, all three of these examples... There, are, there is one way that we see it, but the way we see it and perceive it is different than what is actually happening, than what is actually there. It is different than what we saw with our sight, what we observed with our optics. It is an optical illusion. And when sin seems like a wide-open field of freedom... It is a spiritual illusion because that what seems to be true, that sin gives us all of the choice we would want, that it is wide open and it is free, is not the truth. Things are not as they seem, it is not as it appears. The truth is that sin binds us, it hurts us, it is not the way to freedom. When we step into Jesus, we find the true freedom. We see sin for what it is, that it was a master to us, that the more that we sinned, the more that we chose to step forward in that sinful freedom, the more and more we became a slave to that sin. Paul described it this way in recognizing the spiritual illusion. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. I have the right to do anything Mm. is the taunt of sin and its spiritual illusion. It is what the serpent said to Adam and Eve in the garden. In Genesis 3-5, the serpent said, For God knows that when you eat this fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Suddenly, God's way seemed restrictive and limiting, and sin seemed like freedom. But the moment that Adam and Eve ate the fruit... Their spiritual eyes were opened and they recognized the spiritual illusion. They saw that sin actually brought death. And sin continues that spiritual illusion now. It promises everything and fulfills nothing. Says you have the right to do anything. But when we step into freedom, we realize not everything is beneficial. Sin says you have the right to do anything. But again, we see through that spiritual illusion and realize that the more we sin, the more and more and more we have to sin because there is no satisfaction in sin. Our satisfaction, our freedom comes when we step into Jesus. And we have... An example of yes. that this morning. We step into Jesus. We are saved from our sin. And we are kept safe. So we have one more example. That we want to share with you this morning. And to help us with this. I have asked Mr. Andrews. To join us. Mr. Andrews is our game director. In Awana. And uh, he is easily. The, mostly fav- the most favored. Awana team member. Uh, so. He has willingly come up here, and I told him what was going to happen to him, and he is such a servant of the Lord and of our church that he said he would still do it.
0: When he walked in today, I said, did Pastor Laura tell you what you were doing? He paused, and I got real (laughs) nervous, but he said, yes, but even if she didn't, I'm still up for it. So thank (laughs) you. Thank you.
1: So I need three kids to come up here and help this morning. So let's go ahead and have...
0: Spencer. I'm calling on Spencer (laughs) Michelski.
1: Spencer Michelski. I see that hand. And uh, come on up, buddy. I can't... My name... Aiden. No? Amen. I was one letter off. I'm so sorry. Oh, these are some
0: good guys. Amen.
1: And uh, let's have Let's see here. Some aren't
0: raising their hand because they're uh, they're smart. And
1: Bobby, come on! Oh, Bobby! Here we go. We got guys. We got some
0: good guys up here today. So,
1: Mr. Andrews is going to represent somebody who is still under the spiritual illusion, and these three gentlemen are going to be throwing sin (laughs) balls of sin at him, (laughs) and he is free. Andrews is free. Uh, but actually, you have to stay right here. <laughs> uh, otherwise, things will end up broken. <laughs> All right. So oh, these boys are serious. When uh, when we say go, you guys pick these up and you are going to throw them at Mr. Andrews. This is what the freedom of sin feels like, people. All right, Mr. Andrews, thank you. And one, two, three, go. Throw.
0: Get more balls. More, get get more, more balls.
1: Throw more. Throw more. Here's some hit over him, here. Hit him. Hit him. I mean, yes. All right. Excellent. So good. So good. Okay. Okay. Oh, good, good going, guys. Okay. Good going. No, you can't throw back
0: at sin. Okay. Oh, there are You don't more. have the there spirit of God more. in okay. you. Oh, go, go, there's go. more. There's go, more. Go, go, go. Look okay. at that.
1: <laughs> okay. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Gentlemen, Sin. Be, be done. Peace. Be still. <laughs> Peace. Be okay. still. Okay. So now we are going to say that Mr. Andrews has decided to step through the door of Jesus and trust his life to Jesus. So we're going to go take him into, through the door of Jesus <laughs> and into freedom. Come this way. Okay,
0: you guys, guys you collect all the, all the balls. Okay, get them all stored up because you're going to need to throw them even harder than you did before. And you had some strength there. We got some down on the ground. You can put them all in the bucket if you want. All you right, You can hold Andrews, on to them.
1: Come on through here. Hello. Wave to your audience. Okay, Oh, he's getting hello. baptized. All right. And back through.
0: <laughs> okay. You got them all in there. Oh, oh, there's some more. Three more I see out there. Oh, one way down over there.
1: Okay. Oh, good, good, We've good. arrived at the door of Jesus. Hello. <laughs> okay. Step on in, Mr. Andrews.
0: <laughs> right over here.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> he is over in the drum cage now. Might seem like a small, tiny room, but it is truly stepping through the door into Jesus and freedom. All right, boys, why don't you move that up to the next line?
0: Right up here.
1: And whenever Pastor Nathan says,
0: You try, you you aim right at that guy and whip as hard as you can those balls. See if you can push them, make them go through the plexiglass on your mark. Gets that. Go, go, sin attack, sin attack, sin attack. Look at this. He's just totally safe. Sin attack all over. Nothing's getting through, boys. Come on, throw harder. Try even more. Maybe throw three at a time. See if you can get through that way. We got balls bouncing all the way back into the sanctuary. Keep going. Keep going. There's more in that bucket. Don't give up. Don't get tired. Keep going. And is anything getting through?
1: Mr. Andrews, how you doing in there? Double thumbs up. All right.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's give it up for all our helpers. Thank you so much.
1: All right. All right.
0: These guys are worn out now after all that.
1: Yeah, all right. All (sighs) right, thank you, sin throwers. Head back to your parents. Head back to your parents. And thank you, Mr. Andrews. You can head back to your wife.
0: (laughs) Oh, so what a great example for us to keep in mind that when we are in Christ, we find freedom. Now, the reality is sometimes we punch holes in this. We try to hold on to something from our old life. And we're surprised why that thing is causing us pain, why we don't feel the full freedom. I am convinced the most miserable people on the planet are those who have given their lives to Christ but continue to hold on to things from the old life. Because you see the freedom, you're meant to live in it, but you refuse to step past where you are because you've held on to something from the old life. And we've been praying and believing that today, you're going to let go of that. Today, you are going to be able to step in fully to Christ. And some of you today here have never accepted Christ as your Lord. You've never stepped through that door of salvation. Jesus tells us that he stands at the door and knocks and that anyone who opens the door, that he'll come in. And so if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ to be the Savior of your life, the, the freer of your life, the God of your life, and you want to do that, whether you're listening online or you're here in this room, I'm going to pray a simple prayer that asks Jesus to forgive us for everything we've done wrong, to lead our life and fill us with his Spirit. And then after that, I'll have a response for for all of us as well. But if you want to make that decision to follow Jesus today for the first time, or maybe you did a long time ago, but you know you've kind of walked back out that door, you've kind of given up on that relationship, and you want to re up today, pray this prayer in your heart as I pray it out loud. Dear Jesus, I need you. I need your help. I need your freedom. I need your forgiveness. I'm sorry for all the things I've done that haven't been according to your plan, that have missed your mark, the sins I've committed, the things I didn't do, that I should have, I am sorry, and I give them all to you, and accept your forgiveness that you paid for me on the cross. I believe that you're alive today, and right now, I declare you are my God and my Lord. I give you my life. Will you breathe your spirit into me? Fill me up with your spirit? that I can live in the fullness and freedom I was created for. I give you my life today, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening, and please join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. for our worship service.